Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast, episode number 94. With personal trainer and fitness model, Jason Whitrock. I first found our next guest, Jason Whitrock, late 2016-17 when I was searching for answers with my diet. And I was at a crossroad with my health and I knew I needed to do some things differently. I just didn't know exactly what to do. And some of my friends in some online groups were talking about how they were drinking keto coffee and experiencing health benefits like increased energy and weight loss. So I went to YouTube and I typed in how to make keto coffee and Jason Whitrock's video came up called Keto Coffee and my journey began here, taking my health to a whole new level and I've never looked back. And I'm sure there's thousands of other stories like mine. Welcome, Jason. Thank you so much for taking your time to be here on the podcast today and sharing some of your stories of what you've been doing to help people over the years. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to share as much as I can with you and all the listeners. So it's great that your journey, every, a lot of journeys seem to have started off with keto coffee. Really? Um, and it's, it's, it's ironic in my mind because really it's a huge leap of faith to put butter in your coffee. I know. And people are either going to run and think it's crazy or they're going to say, I got nothing to lose. I'm going to give this a shot. And uh, that's a lot happens in that moment. If you want to know the truth. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I've just got to tell you before I get to the questions that that's mm -hmm. what it was for me. Why I think the results stuck because here I was looking for something different. And I know you've heard the quote, like to get different results, you've got to do something yeah. different. And I thought, I looked at you, I watched your videos, and for some reason, something about you made me trust you. I was like, here's this guy saying, I just want to help you. And I thought, yeah. he means it. He's not sitting here trying to sell anything. He yeah. just wants to help people. And so I listened. And I then I thought, what's he doing? And then he's showing the products. And I go yes. and I buy exactly the same products. I go to Costco, I get your um, Kerrygold butter or whatever you're doing. And I made sure I listened to everything. You said, whip it up because it's no, it's no yeah. good if you stir Yeah, it. don't stir it. Don't stir it with a spoon. Don't stir it with a spoon. Don't that. Yeah, that's, that's, um, that's great. It, feels, it makes me feel really good to hear that because I come from an industry that is quite the opposite of a lot of those attributes. So for me to be able to hear that from you makes me feel good. And uh, so, yeah, it's great. Awesome. Well, I wanted to tell you that. That's why I think it's stuck for me. And I'm sure that that comes across in your videos. If it came across to me, that's, that's why you're making an impact and why people are listening. So let's get right into these questions, Jason. The reason I reached out to you, uh, I recorded an episode on the top five health staples that have been proven to prevent Alzheimer's disease. And I'm looking to dive deeper into these. And uh, one of them was obviously about intermittent fasting. Another was nutrition. But can you just share how your journey began? Where did this all start for you to take your health seriously like this? Uh, well, I mean, I've been in the fitness industry for about 10, 12 years, something around there. And, you know, I've been on the cover of Ironman magazine. I had all these big sponsors. I was the, quote, bro bodybuilder, I guess is the only way to put it. So deep, deep into the fitness industry, got to the very, very top. And you see a lot of crazy things that most people don't really get to see in the fitness industry and how things really actually work. 
So I kind of just subscribed to the, what I was told that you had to do in order to reach all these goals. And a lot of that included, you know, carbohydrates were fine. It was all about counting calories, which I was very familiar with because I was a former wrestler. So I didn't question any of that at all. Um, and then one day I was at this time, I was a personal trainer. This was kind of before, you know, YouTube and all that stuff. I was a personal trainer and I had a new client that came in. And the first question I ask is like, what's your typical day like? But this client wasn't a normal client. He was the chief medical officer for one of the biggest hospitals in the entire country. Okay. That was headquartered in, in Atlanta. Um, so when I asked him, you know, to walk me through a normal day of your, of your diet, I expected it to be just the epitome of health because he was like famous and, 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 and health, you know, wow. uh, and the very first thing out of his mouth was, uh, I start my morning every morning and I have two tablespoons of olive oil and my mouth hit the floor. I was like, what? Yeah. Like, do you know how much fat is in that? Like, what do you, yeah. why would you, there's nine calories per table, per gram. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, so right then and there, I was like, but you can't question him because, you know, it, ordinarily it would have been like, yeah, you're crazy. We're not doing that. But I had to all of a sudden listen and I was forced to listen because he, you know, who, of who he was. And then, so he opened up my mind to a lot of the myths behind like fat being, you know, killing you and giving you clogged arteries and stuff. And, and, um, and then turns out, fast forward, um, he sat on the board of one of the biggest mental health facilities in Atlanta. Uh, so these are kids that have autism, severe bipolar depression, um, a lot of mental disorders, and they all come and they stay at this campus. And they uh, were doing a study on metabolic syndrome. Um, you're familiar with that. And uh, the problem with all these kids was they all took a medication that made their then gain like 30 pounds in a month, like dramatic. Their blood work went to, to hell and they would end up dying, you know, 45, 50 years old because of this medication. So the study was what effects diet and exercise has on combating a lot of those negative side effects. I was brought in as just the personal trainer. Okay. I didn't touch any of the diet. And the first thing I learned is they were putting the kids on a ketogenic diet. And I was a bro bodybuilder. Again, here comes another shock. And I'm like, you know, and then so I found out everything about keto, that how they were using it to keep insulin and blood sugar under control with these kids and how they had used it 50 years ago for the same thing. And it just all clicked um, that you lower the carbohydrates because everybody in my industry knew that, that you, if you want to get on stage, you want to get on, on a cover of a magazine, you have to cut the carbs in order to get like into that peak condition. So I already knew carbs were bad. But the big revelation was that fat was actually healthy. And that took a little bit of time for me to get over. But to see the result of the study was they saved 10 years off these kids' lives. Wow. Uh, my experience training them on a whole separate level was absolutely, I learned the power of exercise on your mental, like just, just your mental health. Uh, and so I got to see that. I don't get to share that a lot because a lot of it's centered on diet. Um, but I just realized if this diet keto was going to kill people, there's no way in hell they were going to put these kids on it. Uh, so I became a believer. I tried it out on myself first. Um, and it was weird because it worked so well. Because like I said, in the fitness industry, when you get ready for competitions, about five weeks out, you start cutting the carbs to get shredded. The problem with that is you feel like death and you can't sustain it. And you understand why, because you have to replace the carbs with fat, but everybody in my industry was afraid of fat, okay? So you end up just becoming a skeleton. You can't stay there for very long. And I found, I was like, I found the holy grail because I can cut carbs. My wife can stand to be around me. Nobody, you know, and I feel good. I have energy. This is amazing. So I kept it a secret for a while. 
because I was very much in this like competitive bodybuilding industry. I didn't talk about it much. Um, and then I put a YouTube video out and then the rest is history. I just kind of said, I'm just going to share this. I knew I was going to get backlash big time. Yeah. And I did. <laughs> um, but it was worth it. And then, you know, and that was, and then all of a sudden keto took off and I could have never really expected it to happen. I just got lucky and, and found it before it blew up. And it's amazing how much has changed, but it saved millions of lives. Um, so that's, that's the long version story of how I found it just by chance. And wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and by chance, look at all the people that you're impacting like me, that's just standing there. I remember standing by the stove and I cook my kids a certain thing. And I was like, what am I supposed to eat? I don't know anymore. And then yeah. it's like, then you got to find people that are doing things right. Like you found the, the guy that impacted you. You're like, yep. he's doing things right. He knows things. And it was, it was the trust in, in you that I'm yes. going to do this, that, you know, let's, yeah. let's listen to what he's doing. And I watched a day in your life. You did some of those things where this is what I eat for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee, the full day of eating. Yeah. yeah. And I always, I really appreciate that. And I think that's amazing. Cause you know, when you film YouTube videos, you don't really know, you don't, it's not, you don't, you don't know who it's going to touch, who it's going to really? affect. Same thing with like training somebody, you never know, like they could get results and then go help thousands of other people. So that's always the biggest hope that I have is somebody like you's going to listen to it and then look at you now you've taken it, you made it your own, you're helping people around the world. And that's cool. That's amazing. I, I don't, I didn't really think about that as much when I first started. Uh, but now I see more people like you who are like, yo, I just watched one of your videos and now I'm killing it and I'm helping thousands of people. And I think that's amazing. There's so much more Jason, because, uh, your, your videos, you say that you didn't really talk much about the motivational side. That's my background. I worked for a motivational speaker back in the day and it cool. comes out in all your videos, that's you know, great. the motivational side, it does come out. And then there's the part where your kids were young and you're like, Oh, I'm trying to film a Facebook live, but I think your kid's name is Paxton. Paxton yeah. Make it difficult for you. And I'm like, Oh, I know I was trying to learn how to code a website and my kids are running around on the floor and I'm like, this is brutal. And so yeah. there's, there's all those different, aspects that come out that you just don't realize but uh yeah it's yeah and, and that in those situations it's just you know your your message has to be strong you have to really believe in what you're doing because those were some of the most difficult times picking up a camera and filming your life when you got a nine-month-old who has colic yeah uh was oh, not yeah. easy and i i did a lot of disappearing acts on youtube and i also went through this period of like do i put my kids in videos because you know there's a lot of crazy stuff going on but um just the fact that I feel better about myself when I'm helping people out. It's the only way to do it. So no, I love uh, it. I love yeah. it. This is awesome. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking a little bit about the paradigm shift of shifting from, yeah. um, you know, having butter in your coffee, you know, and, yeah. and I'm coming from, you know, the late nineties, I did the Atkins. I saw uh -huh. what, you know, cutting carbs did like it made me lean, but, you know, I don't know. It's just that whole thing of putting butter in your coffee. So what are you hearing now from people that switch? Is, is the, the paradigm shift still there or are people thinking, you know, now Dave Asprey's out there, he's got his bulletproof, but is it easier now to talk about? Uh, no, I think it, it's it, the trajectory. It's been very interesting. Like, in, but when I first started keto, it was very simple. You just explained to people. Okay. So keto has been kind of bastardized. It's been tossed around, kicked around, even the mainstream media has thrown it around and dropped it on its head and all this stuff. And so there's a lot of what I call keto confusion now, uh, which is hard to deal with. You know, keto to me, 
it just all boils down to just like the realization that holy cow for the past i'm 39 years old i've been lied to i thought carbohydrates were essential you had to have them for all these reasons look at the bottom of the food pyramid eat most of your calories from carbs and keto is really the re and then and then on the flip side of it fat kills you it clogs your arteries don't eat it blah 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 so keto to me is really just the acceptance and the understanding that carbs are killing you and making you fat believe it or not and fat is actually healthy for you and you should eat more of it if you want to live a healthy prosperous life that's it for me it's just it's that is that was the paradigm shift i kind of felt like i was being lied to and now all of a sudden i found the truth um so you know um i think i think keto blew up because people had tried this calories in calories out if you want to lose weight you got to jump on the treadmill for hours and starve yourself and they finally were like okay well i've tried everything there is i might as well just i got nothing else to lose and they try it out and it and it works but much like every other diet though you know sticking with it is is really the, the you know the most important thing but it's um you know it's been crazy to see keto, uh, the rise of it. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I have to keep preaching a lot of people in my industry. You know, it started going down. The trend started going down. People started to become more afraid of it, especially after mainstream media hit it. Um, and it became harder and harder to like get people to do it, uh, believe it or not. Um, but I don't know any other, it, it literally to me is the holy grail of health, of diets. Now you can make it your own, of course. There's no one right way to do it. You know, you can mix in intermittent fasting. Some people go the carnivore route. Some people, there's all these different offshoots, but um, it's the truth, you know, and so. How, how hard is it for people to figure out the macros? You know, I think that's that what was... I discourage. It's impossible. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's Sorry. impossible. All yeah, right. it's, it's impossible. Okay, cool. Because when I first started, I used my fitness pal and I tried really hard and I got, I was like just doing moon shoot guesses. As you to, don't want to get me started on this, but go ahead. I spent a lot of time on these numbers and then with time, like to sustain this, honestly, like I've had to play around with the carbs a little bit because, That's you know, cool. like you said, I could be a little bit crankier and I just know, like cut my carbs out totally i'm cranky add a little bit more in uh, yeah it's know, just I'm like a lever it's a lever and we're all different i have i train clients that weigh 400 pounds um they don't get the option to have carbohydrates just me looking at you right now i can tell that you're probably more car uh, insulin sensitive and not as insulin resistant you can tolerate more carbohydrates just like me i could very easily eat 100 grams of carbs and not get fat ever because of my genetics okay but so it's all different based off who you are um and then depending on that is pretty much where the threshold of carbohydrates comes in. Um, but, you know, one of the, I think one of the biggest tragedies, and I think the thing I got called out the most for, even more than keto, was just me telling people that calories in, calories out is bullshit. And yeah. that, that, that counting and tracking macros is the biggest killer of people following a diet. They think in the beginning that they're going to be super strict and they're going to track all their food and they get some trainer to tell them it's impossible to sustain on any diet. And the beautiful thing about the ketogenic diet is it allows you to not have to worry about that stuff because you're regulating your hormones, which allows your body to, you can listen to your body, your hunger cues. You want to get in touch with that. Every day is completely different. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you go online right now, like if you were to ask me, hey, how many calories do I need? Uh, what are my, how many grams of protein, carbs, and fats do I need? And I told you an answer and then you went on YouTube and 
somebody told you a completely different answer, you're going to get, no matter who you talk to, the number is always going to be different. The, sure. the, the reality is nobody knows but you and your body. And as long as you feed it the right types of foods, it, your body will figure it out. Like, for example, when you first, the number one thing people say, as soon as they get into ketosis, right after they start the ketogenic diet, my appetite went down. I'm not hungry anymore, yeah. right? That's because you're regulating your hormones and your body is naturally lowering your calories for you. It doesn't need you or me or anybody else to do it for them. Um, there is no magic formula out there. Okay, like the idea is eat the right foods, experiment with different foods and how they affect you and listen to your body. It's like being a lion in the wild versus a lion in a cage. Yeah. And too many people get obsessed with the numbers. I can't even tell you how many people come to me now and they want to be let out of the cage. That's it. That's all they want because it's not sustainable to be in the cage. And the, some people come to me with full damn spreadsheets of, of, of information and it's like, well, no wonder you're having a hard time sticking to this. Yeah. No wonder you're feeling like, yeah. So anyways, that's, that's that. So don't, I would say focus on the uh, quality of food, not the quantity and, and don't track macros because it's a waste. And the hunger cues, right? So the hunger yeah. cues tell you you're either hungry or you're not. It's, it. it's like every animal in the wild. It's like a lion in the wild. A lion in the wild does not care what time of the day it is, it gets that prime, it's a well, perfectly well-regulated system. And then it gets the urge, I'm hungry, and it goes and makes a kill. And it doesn't care what time of the day it is, how many calories it's had before, all this other stuff. It just makes a kill. And interestingly enough, it eats the fattiest part of the animal first because that's where all the nutrition is. Then it gets another primal signal, I'm done. It walks away and leaves the lean stuff for the scavengers and the vultures. And then it just, it, it just carries on like that. And I believe that's how we were designed. Unfortunately, we've been poisoning ourselves with foods. Like you could never say that on a carbohydrate-based diet. Like eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full does not work on a carbohydrate-based diet because you're always hungry and you never Holy feel full. <laughs> like- Absolutely starving. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's why people miss on the ketogenic diet. It's like you're free. So why are you going to restrain yourself and put all these numbers and parameters on yourself? And like you're missing the best part of it. Uh, so yeah, I, I, that's how I feel about it. Yep. No, I hear you on that. So when when I was first reaching out to you about that whole um, Alzheimer's science of prevention, document yeah, I saw and the whole intermittent fasting. Back when I first started watching you, you weren't intermittent fasting, were you? And I just uh, no, and I no, and I, 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 and I still don't. Okay. But 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 naturally, it has happened, and I believe that is why the ketogenic diet and intermittent fasting are best friends for life. Right. Because it's just a seamless. It's almost as if it, you just na I naturally fast, and I'm not in a situation where like. I have to do it like Alzheimer's, you know, Alzheimer's and, and reversing diabetes. There's medical applications where it obviously makes sense to do it. For me, it just doesn't, but I naturally do it. It's just kind of a seamless transition into it. Um, I do more of like a fat fast in the morning with the keto coffee and eat my first meal around 12, one o'clock usually is when I get hungry. Um, well, you're still eating the same way as you were back back then. You still do your keto coffee and then your first meal around 12, one. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and, um, and usually between that, I'll have a workout. Um, yeah, it's very much meat and vegetables. I've been embracing a lot more fish and salmon, olive oils, um, butter, ghee. Uh, I just, meat and vegetables is the ticket for me. And then using, adding healthy fats with like things like olive oil, huge fan of olive oil, um, and avocados, macadamia nuts and things like that. So 
that's the other thing I think keto went wrong is everybody's like, oh, it's a high fat diet. I got to start eating butter off the stick and like drinking olive oil. And it's like this super high fat. I don't, I don't think about it like that. It's just, I know where the fatty foods are. It's interesting. Whenever I, back in the day, when I started getting clients, I realized that people don't have a damn clue what foods are high in fat because they've avoided them their whole life. So I used to get, I used to get people this quiz on the phone. It's like, all right, Name as many high carbohydrate foods as you can in 30 seconds. They're like, boom, 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 rice, bread, cereal. Then they're just like, it's easy. Then I'm like, okay, name as many high fat foods as you can in 30 seconds. And they're like, uh, butter, uh, like they don't know. They just simply, so, so I've identified where the healthiest high fat foods are. And I eat, and I just kind of, I focus on the fat. Um, and, and that's kind of where it's at. So I'm always, that's always how I go about my day. Love it. Love it. So let's just be devil's advocate here because I got questioned from my doctor when I first started doing the diet, you know, what's going to happen with your blood levels. And I've been tracking it since 2018. Do you ever hear, is anybody concerned about this? What do you think? (laughs) I think it's, uh, you know, it's a whole nother rabbit hole, unfortunately. You know, Jimmy Moore's talked a lot about it, you know, the cholesterol and how the misleading test and what you should really be focusing on. And a lot of these indicators that you were told were important, now they're all of a sudden not important. Um, you know, I, I just believe in the fact that I feel better than ever. Yeah. You know, I see my clients losing weight and my clients still to this day, I just had a client the other day, like I'm losing a ton of weight and I just had a friend reach out to me and say, keto is going to kill me you know, it's going to make my blood pressure go up and my, my triglycerides, all this other stuff. And I just, I don't understand how you can lose weight, have more energy and, and be susceptible to death. I mean, this diet started off, they, they use this diet in, in cancers, you know, in a lot of cancer applications, they're not in, in epilepsy. They're not going to give people a, keto, a diet that's going to kill them before cancer. So I don't know. I mean, what's the alternative? You're going to go back to eating carbs because some number in a blood panel says it's not looking good. Um, so I don't know. I, I get very confused about a lot of that. Obviously, I'm not a medical doctor. Um, you know, I just try and I just have faith in the diet. And, and that's enough for me. Um, that's you know, totally, that's totally where I'm going. If I feel healthy, I have more energy. <laughs> yeah. In the diet. Yeah. And you can always find like, I mean, if you look at these blood panels, like, there's so many things and you're obviously going to be able to find something that's not right and be able to blame it on the diet. It's like, okay, well, yeah whatever. I mean, but look at all the positives, (laughs) you know, you want me to go back to eating sugar uh, because this level was slightly off. Um, So yeah, I mean, I try not to, um, the last time I actually did blood work, I almost got uh, my, the company I was with EAS, who was, um, you know, Abbott Nutrition, they're the ones that make Pediasure, Pedialyte, um, huge company. They, I was sponsored by them as their spokesperson because they had a, uh, a sports nutrition line. And I did um, a 21-day 4,000-calorie diet challenge. So I ate 4,000 calories on the ketogenic diet for 21 straight days, and I filmed every single bit of it on YouTube. It caused massive controversy. But at the beginning of it, I did my blood work. And at the end of it, I did it again, and they told me I couldn't put it on YouTube. It made me pull the videos down because they thought they were going to get sued. Oh, my gosh. Why? Isn't that crazy? So that's what I, they, I didn't even, they, didn't didn't even know they just said, don't even do it wow. because something could be wrong in the right. blood work. And then they could and be sued because I'm taking their products, promoting a ketogenic diet. And somebody could Gosh. say, Oh, but look at, 
and then telling it. So that's when I was like, okay, screw the blood work then. Yeah. I feel, I feel great. I'm not going to get yeah. sued over sharing my blood work. Uh, I'm good. So yeah. anyways. No, I love that answer. And that's kind of what my doctor said to me is we're not too concerned about, we're yeah. more concerned about now health is more of the subjective answer. How do you feel? Yeah. Are you mm -hmm. alert? Are you focused on your work? Those are the questions that they want yeah. to know. Let, yeah, let. like if, you, if, there, if these tests never existed, how are you feeling? Right. <laughs> how are you looking and how are you feeling? That's, 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 that's what, yeah, and that makes more sense and that's the obvious answer. Um, I also, without, I also think that, so a lot of people in the fitness industry, fitness models, although I hate that term, but it's okay that you used it. I just don't, I don't like to look at myself like that, but right. a lot of people in my industry, my peers, um, they really had a hard time with keto because they saw it working and they realized that for the past five, six, seven years, they've been telling clients to do the opposite. And now all of a sudden their clients are coming to them like, yo, I saw this guy, Jason, what's he talking about keto? Why you got me on 300 grams of carbs a day? And, and it really caused a lot of problems with them because they couldn't go back. A lot of people in my industry, trainers and stuff, they couldn't go back and, and admit that, yeah, maybe I was a little wrong about this. Maybe you should eat the whole egg and not get egg whites in the carton. Maybe you should eat regular bacon instead of turkey bacon. Maybe you shouldn't be eating 500 grams of carbohydrates a day like I have you on. But they couldn't check their ego and go back and say, perhaps some of this is true. They were just steadfast like, nope. That guy's an idiot. He's trying to kill people. I think doctors fell in the same predicament mm -hmm. yeah. where they were like, I can't really go back 20 years of saying it's just all about calories and a calorie is a calorie. I can't go back on that. Right. So, and I see it happen all the time. My clients get amazing results. They go to the doctor and the doctor tells them that they're doing the dumbest diet on earth. Yeah. But now it's coming out. There are doctors that believe yes. it, that see the benefits of, of the brain. Of course, but if few and far between, and they should be embraced and they should be celebrated because they checked their ego at the door and they, 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 they weren't afraid to try something new. They did their own research instead of just writing it off of, let me just scare this person because their cholesterol went up a little bit. So I'm, that's a perfect opportunity for me to tell them that I was right and keto's wrong and go back to what I told you to do. Yeah. It's no, sad. Yeah. Now, what about your kids? You have two kids, is that right? I do. I have a four-year-old son, Paxton, and a one-and-a-half-year-old one and uh, daughter named Sawyer. Awesome. Now, how yeah. do you plan on helping them to continue to eat healthy as they grow up? And I'm telling you because mine are older, and they're going to get okay. to school, and the teachers are going to give them candy for their yes. good behavior, and it just destroys me. I'm like, but I gave up. I, at this I, point, I gave up. I, 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 got a, I get asked that question so many times. Are your kids on keto? Are you going to force keto on your kids? The answer is I would never force any diet on my kids, especially my daughter. Right. Um, I, 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 my job is just to educate them on healthy foods. Right. So like with my son, whenever I give him something like berries or, or you know, eggs, eggs are healthy. They make you strong. And like I try my best to keep the carbohydrates away, but I've realized after having kids, it's almost impossible. Totally. And it's very, very frustrating, very frustrating. And you could do the best job ever. Like, let's say I did put my kids on a low carbohydrate, high protein, high fat diet, epitome of health, four years old. I just got him into preschool um, a few months ago and they send us a report when they leave school, what they ate for the day. And my mind was just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know what I was completely out of control. 
Yeah. You're eating pretzels. You're eating cheap carbohydrates because the school can't afford to feed you healthy food. And I like get those that. Goldfish things with the diet. Goldfish, goldfish, pasta, like every all like everything is carbs. Everything. Right. Not 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 and and if there's protein, it's probably the cheapest chicken nuggets. I mean, nothing wrong with chicken nuggets as long as they're up. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, it's it's so you lose control and you feel like oh my. God, it's only going to get worse. I remember myself. I remember myself in high school. The options were like pizza, fries, you know, like hamburgers. Not. It's it's sad. Yeah. And I think, to be honest with you, when you look at the huge, rapid spike in childhood diabetes and obesity, I think a lot of focus needs to be put on that. I know it's a monumental task. A lot of times, I'm like, man, I should just focus on kids. Like, I should just switch, switch everything, and just start. To, talking about helping parents out with kids and help, you know, on all that stuff. Cause I feel like if you're going to really get us out of this pandemic of childhood uh, uh, diabetes and uh, you got to really focus on them and strike while they're, while it's hot. But um, it's, it's hard because I was one of those parents that my kids have never gone to McDonald's. Right. So all their friends are at school said talking about McDonald's fries and they yeah. look at me and they're like, well, are we ever going to go? I'm like, not on my watch. I just can't yeah. do it. And, and then, then you're the bad girl. You're the bad mom. And then all of a sudden, it's like you are with. You're depriving them, and their yep. friends get to do it. And uh, but yeah, it's interesting. I'm just the crazy lady, so I I make my husband take them for fast food, and I'm just like, don't tell me about it. And they're like, don't tell mom. We had two sugary drinks. I'm like, yeah. What? How old are your kids? So eleven and nine now. So they're, yeah. you know, and they both do competitive gymnastics, so they train pretty hard. Uh, yeah. School, they go straight to their sports and they need fuel and so I'm bringing in the car fuel and I'm going here's some carrots and celery do you want it like, yeah no that's all right and it, I'm trying. it'll make sense to them one day down the road yeah you know what I mean like I say a lot of this stuff with like you know I, I have people that start keto and nobody else in their family wants to do it and they all think they're crazy and all this stuff and i'm like trust me they're paying attention they might tell you you're crazy now the time is not it's it's all about timing right now they don't feel like it's necessary right. necessity necessity governs the world right mm -hmm. you only do what's absolutely necessary your kids don't think eating healthy is necessary right now but they will remember the lessons when it all of a sudden becomes necessary so it's interesting i might tell my clients they think they're going to think you're crazy now but just keep leading by example because they're taking notes and when it becomes necessary for them, they're going to have those notes. They're going to be like, okay, I know what to do now and it's necessary. So I'm going to do it. So just keep, I just, you just got to push through the backlash and know that one day it'll be necessary for them to remember what mom said was healthy and what's not. Love it. Thank you. What about your current vision, Jason, for your personal training and coaching? Where, where do you plan to take this? Like you, you're pretty well established on YouTube. What's next for you? Well, yeah, I do a lot of online coaching, a lot, a lot of one-on-one -on -one type of coaching. Um, it's just where, where it's, I, I can help millions of people on YouTube, but I really, I was a per, I'm a personal trainer at heart, you know, like I, I, Although I don't get to train people in the gym anymore, which sometimes I get sad about, but I got taken into this crazy fitness industry expos and, you know, huge sponsorships. I got taken out of the gym, right? Where you get the one-on-one -on -one connection. And so the online training has been great because I can still have that, that connection that I really, really love. Um, so, I mean, uh, that's the future is continue to help as many people as possible. Um, 
uh, whether it's, you know, through social media or one-on-one. Um, yeah, that's, that's, ever that's thought that's about creating a program that people can buy and watch your videos or something like that. Yeah. 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 I have, <clears throat> um, I've, I've released a lot of programs, mm. um, PDF type stuff. Okay. Nothing's as powerful as one-on-one, -on -one, man. I think people need the accountability. I think they need to know that they're not in it alone. I think they need to have questions that are answered immediately when they have them, especially on a diet like keto where there's so much uncertainty. Sorry, but you're not going to read. And I regret, I've taken my PDFs off. I don't sell them anymore. But like, there's just so much uncertainty with this type of diet that I think people really need to have answers. You're not just going to read a PDF on, on keto and be like, I got this. Some people may be, but most people know. So that's why I really decided just to focus on the coaching, um, where I can be there to answer the questions and keep people going. And uh, so, yeah, but I mean, I do, yeah, I mean, anything you can throw out there to help, I guess. Yeah, I heard you once say this and it really stuck so I can see why you would want the personal connection with someone. You said you can't blame the, the butter for what the bread did. And yeah. that's, it's so true. It goes back to, like I said, it's the realization that, oh my God, we were lied to. We were taught the butter kills you and makes you fat and that bread is okay. And that like nobody even, it's like, gotcha. It's, and, it's, and it's madness. And then you look at all the craziness of the big food industries. And I'll tell you, that's why the government and the big food companies want you to focus on calories. Starbucks, believe it or not, is happy to put how many calories are on their menu when you drive up and order something. There's no way in hell they're gonna tell you how many grams of sugar is in those drinks on that menu. No chance. No, but, 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 you know, the calories don't look so bad. Let's keep the people focused on calories. Meanwhile, you know, their blood sugar's skyrocketing, insulin, they're becoming diabetic because they're eating all these processed and refined carbohydrates. It's a big awakening. People better start waking up and, um, and that's, I guess, our job to do. It's a tough job, as you know, uh, but it's worthy. It's worth it. It sure is. And Jason, I want to just thank you so much for your time, for the work you're doing. I'm so grateful to have found you. You impacted me and thousands of other people around the world, and the change has stuck, and that's unusual. So keep going keep making an incredible impact on the world. I highly encourage everyone to go to your YouTube channel, subscribe and watch because like the, the videos back from 2016 are still applicable today. Those fat bombs that you make are amazing. I haven't changed a bit, thank God. Wow, thank <laughs> So I put all the links. Uh, is thank the best you. place to find you, your YouTube channel? Where yeah, else? Yeah, any type of social media. Just My last name's W-I-T-T-R-O-C-K. That's probably the most important thing. Um, spelling my last name. Um, uh, you can also email me to jasonwhitrock at gmail.com, but I really, I really appreciate you a lot. And it's, it's gives me motivation to know that I've kind of helped somebody like you in the very beginning. Like I said before, um, there's nothing better than changing lives. It's, it's the best way to feel good about yourself and to see you doing it is, is amazing. Um, and just thanks to all your listeners and, um, just keep believing and, and, Staying positive. It's a crazy, crazy world out there. The only thing you control right now is apparently what you can put in your mouth and, 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 you know, exercise and things like that. Um, but you're a rock star. Um, I, I come across a lot of people in my industry, a lot, a lot, a lot in the past 10 years. And I can tell right away, you're very authentic. 
you're genuine, you actually care about people. Um, I'm a good people reader, especially now after seeing all the, the bad. Uh, and so all of your listeners, um, you know, you're in good hands and, um, uh, you know, the future is bright. So God bless you. And I appreciate what you're doing. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate you right back. Yeah. All right. Thank you. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 